Every Christian should know this. John chapter 1 and verse 12 says that to those who believe in him, he gave the right to become sons of God. This is who we are now. We are sons of God. 1 John chapter 3 says that now we are sons. Jesus came to bring many sons into glory is what Hebrews says. Today we are sons of God. We are not just mere children of God and thinking, okay, fine, you know, it's like I'm a human being. We are not human beings. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it talks about how Paul, uh, when he speaks to the uh, Corinthian church, he tells them that you are not mere human beings. So why do I need to talk to you like that? Why are you acting like little children? Like as if you are mere human beings. We are not human beings anymore. The Bible says that we are spirit. And Jesus came to become us so that we could become who he is today. The Bible says in 1st John chapter uh, chapter 4, it says that we are as he is in this world. We are as he is in this world, not in the world to come, not in the future. We are as he is now. We are sons of God. Jesus came to bring many sons into glory. He came to make sons. He is the son of God. And it's no small deal that Jesus came and he died and he was buried and he rose again. And now he's seated at the right hand of the father. The Bible says that Jesus identified in everything that we as human beings go through. He came and identified with us so that we could go through everything that he went through and identify with who he is. Today we are as he is because he came to become us. He came in the form of flesh. He came as his own creation just to make us like him. That's the love of God. That's, that's who God is. That's the Father. He sent his son Jesus just to make us like his son Jesus. When we accepted Jesus into our life as our Lord and Savior, it wasn't just some simple random act that we did by saying, okay, fine, Jesus, I give you my life and uh, now I'm born again. It is something a lot more than that. It is about us becoming new creation. It's about us becoming just like him because he is the perfect son, the son of God. And through him, we become sons of the father, sons to our God, sons to the father of Jesus Christ. Today, we have a father and the father of Jesus is our father. It says that no longer do I call you servants, but I call you sons in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 7. We are not just mere creation anymore. Now we are much more, we are much more personal than that. God wants us to be much more personal than that. It's not about being a servant anymore. It's not about doing things for God. Yes, I'm not saying don't do things for God. I'm not saying don't serve in the ministry. What I am saying is that it's not about that. It's about our relationship with the Father. Jesus enjoyed his relationship with the Father and everything that the relationship was about overflowed from him. It, it, it overflowed into the lives of people because he manifested sonship. That is what I want to talk about today. I'm Kurt and welcome to Deeper Still. So I want to read out a scripture from Galatians chapter 4. In verse 3 it says, Even so when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them who were under the law, so that they, we might receive the adoption of sons. And because we are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no more servants, but a son. And if a son, then you are an heir of God through Jesus Christ. We are heirs of God.
We are not just mere human beings anymore. We are not, we are not just people who are just going through this world, taking life as it comes and living to survive here. We are not living to survive here. We are living to thrive here. We are living to manifest our heavenly identity, our eternal identity as sons of God in this world. That's who we are. That's who Jesus was. That's, who Je that's what Jesus did. And that is what he made us today. We are called sons of God to manifest an eternal identity here. That's our identity. It's not something that we are trying to be. It's not Sons are not something who we are trying to become. We are sons. Like I said in 1 John chapter 3, it says, now we are sons. So as sons of God today, we need to live the way Jesus lived because he lived the perfect example of a son, a son of God. Not just any son. He didn't say he didn't live the life of the son of man. He called himself the son of man because he came to identify with mankind. He came to identify with human beings so that we could identify with him in his death, burial and resurrection. So what really happened and how did we become sons of God? What did Jesus do to make us sons of God? Well, first of all, it says in 2 Corinthians in uh, chapter 5, it says that for the love of God constrains us because we conclude that if one died for all, then all died. And it says, and he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose on their behalf. Jesus died for all of us. It simply means that he came to die in our place, which means that if he died, we died with him. That identification took place where everything that he went through, we went through. When he died, we died with him. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And it also says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, it says, God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. So, this world is something that God has taken us out of. This world is dead to us. We are, we are no longer citizens of this world. We are, no longer, uh, we, are, we are no longer part of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. What God has done is basically put us into His Son so that, what, so that what we experience and our life that we live will be in Jesus. It will be through Jesus. It will be by, it will be by the Spirit of Jesus. What God did was He sent His Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, into our hearts, into our lives to make us one with Him so that our oneness with Him could be our experience of eternal life. We experience God and we experience eternal life by the Spirit of God in us. We are one with Him. We are in oneness with everything of who He is. We are in oneness with His heart, His mind. We have the mind of Christ. Everything that He experiences, we experience. So what God has basically done is He has taken us out of this world and put us into himself so that the life that we live here in the physical realm is God living through us here. That's so amazing. That's, that's amazing. Because what God has done is he has now made us spiritual beings so that we no longer have to have this physical world dominate us. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they were living a physical life, but when before the fall, they were not conscious of a physical reality be, uh, being something that would subdue them or something that they would have to reckon with or something that would be opposing them in any way. Today, when human beings live their lives, they are actually looking around and basically, basically looking, living a life looking over their shoulder as in what's going to come at them next. There are so many diseases and wars and, uh, and, and so many problems in this world that they actually have to take care and be cautious and live over protected lives. 
but God has made us different. Today we have Jesus. Today we have the Spirit of God so that we are not living in fear of this world in any form, in any way, be it financial, be it physical, be it social, be it uh, mental, be it psychological. It does not make a difference as far as we are concerned. As new creations, our lives are so transformed. Our lives are so different. We are now spiritual beings who tell this physical world what needs to be done, what has to be done. We command, like the Bible says, that it is God who says things that should happen that are not, like as though it is. So as far as we are concerned, we are just like our father. We say things and we command things to happen just like it's there. Because our reality is that it exists. Our reality is everything good. Every good and perfect gift is already been given to us by our father. Ephesians 1.3 says that we have been blessed in every spiritual blessing. We have been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Today we are in Christ Jesus. We are not outside of him. We are not outside of God. We are not. We are not conditioned to this physical world. The truth of the matter is that our lives, our existence, who we are, are a force to reckon with in this world. We are supposed to be living a life that is dominating, that is overcoming. Our lives are not supposed to be dictated by the forces of this world. That's what God did for us. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 6 it says, knowing that our old man is crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed. Now mind you, the body of sin has been destroyed. It's not something that we need to be thinking about anymore. It's not something that we need to wait for uh, some physical sign to, sit, uh, to tell us that, okay, fine, it is destroyed. No, it's not. It is destroyed. So that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. Now mind you, it says that we have been crucified, we are dead to this world, we are dead to sin. And it says, now if we are dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. The Bible says in, uh, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into his death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we walk in the newness of life. That's the death, the burial. We have gone through the death and the burial along with Jesus. So when he went through it, we went through it. And then it says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13, it says, and you being dead in your sins and the circumcision of your flesh, he has made a life together with Jesus, having forgiven us all trespasses. That's God raising us up from the dead. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5 says the same thing. It says, even when we were dead in sin, he raised us up together with Christ. By grace we are saved. He raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we see over here, that it's not just the death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the death, burial, resurrection and the ascension into heaven. We are now seated at the right hand of the Father. Everything as far as we are concerned is as Jesus is. Today we are sons. We are just as Jesus is. Sons of God. Now you need to imagine your own life. You need to live the life of revelation. God has given us his spirit so that we can live by the revelation of God. We can live by the revelation of the spirit. God does not want us to be using our mental faculties to actually be reading the Bible and thinking about, oh, uh, what's the Bible saying? Should I do this or should I do that? And we should not be sitting and reading the Bible and trying to connect the dots. What God has given us is Holy Spirit for us so that when we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit can give us revelation of who he is, what the Bible says, and basically tell us this is who you are. The Bible says that when we are looking at Jesus, we are looking into a mirror. We see our lives for who we truly are. When we look at Jesus, we are looking at ourselves. 
there is nothing that God withheld when he gave us Jesus he gave us everything he made us sons so that we can enjoy all of eternity inside of him now see what it says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 10 it says for in that he died he died unto sin once but in that he lives he lives unto God so you also see yourselves dead unto sin and alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord so when we see our lives, we are not supposed to be looking at ourselves again, like I said, as human beings. We are not human beings anymore. We are spirit. We are as Jesus is. Jesus is the Son of God and that is that is the creature that we are. That is the new creation that we are today. Most of the time what we do is as Christians, we tend to see ourselves and we keep going back and forth. And we keep going back to the cross and most of the times we stay at the cross. And you know, most of the time we are sitting at the foot of the cross. and that is something that is the place of death that is some that is the place that god does not want us to sit or, or, or to stay or to dwell on now i'm not saying that you don't remember the cross i'm not saying that you don't remember the sacrifice of jesus it is the most amazing thing that is the reason the cross is the reason why we are here today so i'm not saying that we diss the cross and we say you know and and we uh, never remember the cross again no we don't i'm not saying that what i am saying is that we are not supposed to be sitting at the foot of the cross we are not supposed to be stuck at the place of death because we we have been through death we have gone into burial we have been raised from the dead and now we are seated at the right hand of God it was because of the cross yes no doubt but today we are the right hand of God and the place and if, if we are stuck at the cross we will never be taking our authority we will never be uh, walking in our inheritance as being risen sons of God seated at the right hand of the father if we are still thinking from the place of the cross where we are seated is a place of authority and power Jesus by the cross brought us here just so that we can exercise that authority and power but the moment we start thinking of death when we are thinking of the crucifixion and what Jesus did what we are basically identifying is with our death and that's something that God does not want us to dwell on what God wants us to dwell on is Romans chapter 6 it says identify see yourselves as risen and alive unto God Today we are alive unto God. Today what God wants us to do is identify with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy, it says, Who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light, through the gospel if there's one thing that God does not want us to do is identify with the past he's the God of the future he wants us to look at things ahead not at the things behind us in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 it says if then you were raised with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ is at the right hand of God God does not want us to be looking at death. He does not want us to be looking at the past. He does not want us to be looking at something that is bound by time. Eternity is not bound by time. Today you and I are living in an eternal reality. Our reality is not bound by time. Time is something that is subject to us. We tell time what is to be done. We decide how much time we want to take and when we and when we need to do things. So our reality is just as Jesus, he never did anything in a hurry. He never rushed things. He always created his own reality. He always created his own way of doing things. We are the same creation. We are as Jesus is. We decide what time does for us because time is a created entity. It is not something that is subject that, that, that subjects us to it. It is something that is subject to us, just like the rest of creation. All of creation is now subject to the sons of God. 
Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, it says creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It is waiting for sons to realize who they are and rise up in their identity. Our identity as sons of God is as Jesus says. Jesus never, never gave way or gave place to the to, to, to creation to tell him what to do. In the end, he had to give permission for his own death. He had to say that unless I lay down my life, no one can take my life from me. So he had to lay down his life for creation and that is the same for you and me. Immortality is something that Jesus has given us. He brought life and immortality to light through the gospel and he has given us that immortality so today we decide what time does we decide where we live we decide how we live we decide what should happen in our life you and i are the author of our own lives and if we live as jesus lived we will live in that full and complete authority as sons of god now sonship is something that that is just like uh, in, in a way it's just like healing or it's just like prosperity it's just like any other good gift that comes with salvation it is something that we receive it's something that we walk in when we receive the revelation of it it's not something that you can just that, that just overcomes you you by revelation of sonship by knowing that you're a son of god you go ahead and take your inheritance inheritance is something that has been given to us but we need to take it we need to lay hold of it we need to live it out it has already been given to us it's in our being we are one with all of salvation we are one with all of eternity we are one with the father the the bible says in ephesians 1 3 that everything has already been given to us it's not going to be given to us it's ours now it is it has been put into us by by god the father and it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is all of creation. So everything that we'll ever need, everything that we'll ever want is already within us. It's about us calling things forth that are not as though they are. Why? Because they are. For a son of God, everything is. That's our inheritance. That's what God has given us. It, it is something that the Father gives the Son. The Father has everything. So the son has everything. The father has given the son to have life within himself. And today, because we are one with the son, with the spirit of Jesus now, we have life within ourselves to give into any area of our life. This is our identity. This is our inheritance. Today, we call things forth. We declare and they materialize. You know, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 20, it says, Therefore, if you are dead with Christ from the elements of the world, why as though living in the world are you subject to its ordinances? Now, I like what it says over here. It says, if you are dead with Christ from the principles of the world, why as though you are living in the world are you subject to its ordinances? I like the way Paul puts it. It says, why as though you are living in the world? We are not living in the world. That's why he says, why as though you are living in the world? We are living in eternity and we are manifesting eternity in this world uh, like i said before we are portals for all of eternity to manifest through us we are the portals we are the connection we are the link between this physical world and eternity and our beings who we are manifest eternal realities here so again we are in the world but we are not of this world so i just want to read out uh, an expanded version of colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 onwards it says See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy, in other words, worldviews and fleshly preaching, and empty deception, old man mindsets, curses and beliefs, according to the tra traditions of men, according to the way the world does things, the world procedures and processes. 
according to the elementary principles of the world and according to the systems which the world follows to get things accomplished or for its own success rather than according to Christ for in Jesus all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form all of God in Jesus and in him because we are in him you have been made complete full of everything lacking absolutely nothing and he is the head he is the sovereign ruler and the father has put all things in subjection under his feet like it says in Ephesians 1:22, over all rule and authority which is the enemy who controls and hinders the people of this world over whom he is God and in Jesus you also are circumcised you are cut off and separated from the world in every way just as Jesus we are in him as he is not a part of this physical world and with a circumcision made without hands that is we are removed from this world by the father in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Jesus made new creations spiritual beings having been buried with him in baptism killed off the old man and buried him in which you also were raised up into a new man with him through his faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead when you were dead in your transgressions when you were controlled by the nature of sin and the uncircumcision of your flesh by your ungodly desires he made you alive he quickened you up he raised you to life he gave you a new life with a new nature which is now his spirit having forgiven us all our transgressions wiping away our past having cancelled out the certificate of debt by which the enemy could literally control and take hold of our health wealth and life and could hinder us in any way and every way which he, we allowed him to consisting of decrees and laws and rules that were against us but now the world has nothing in us it has nothing that can it can accuse us with because it has nothing that it, it can accuse Jesus with in whom we are we are not of the flesh but we are of heaven these laws and decrees were hostile towards us but the father has taken it out of the way he has nailed it to the cross and he disarmed he stripped all rulers and authorities the enemy cannot touch us he cannot touch anything that belongs to us he cannot touch anything that is a part of us because everything we own is in us and we are in Jesus how can he touch Jesus he made a public display of them so that you and I can see that the enemy cannot touch you in any way he has triumphed over them through Jesus the only hindrance in your life is that you believe that there is a hindrance and the enemy wants you to believe that there is a hindrance so that you don't take hold of the fullness of God that is given to you Jesus walked in all the fullness of the Father that is the fullness we live in today therefore let no one judge you in regard to food or drink or in respect of festivals or new moons or Sabbath days things which are mere shadows of what is to come don't be ruled by the laws and the rules of religion the substance belongs to Jesus Jesus is the fulfillment of all requirements that this world throws at you let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and the worship of angels in other words distraction of super spiritual hindrances and magnification of heavenly hosts taking his stand on visions that he has seen inflated without cause by his fleshy mind and not holding fast to Jesus 
who is the fullness of the body and we are in him from whom the entire body being supplied and held together by joints and ligaments grows with a growth which is from God if you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world in other words the systems which the world follows to get success and to accomplish things why as if you are still living in the world you're not living in the world you're living in heaven you're living out of heaven you you are only making a physical presence in this world and that to manifest the glory of God why do you submit yourself to decrees such as don't taste don't handle don't touch which all refer to things that are destined to perish with use in accordance with the commandments and the teachings of men it says these men do not understand spiritual things their lives are carnal and they teach you to do the same thing because they do not understand spiritual realities they do not understand their inheritance so they ask you to do things in order to fulfill something that Jesus has already fulfilled these are indeed matters which have appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and the severe treatment of the body in other words they go through heavy discipline to, to accomplish or to achieve the things of God they sound spiritual they look spiritual they feel spiritual and even appear to be prophetic utterances of God but are of no value against fleshly indulgences which by the way help you destroy carnal thinking and against things that keep you locked out of the mind of Christ therefore if you have been raised with Christ in him and one with God keep seeking those things which are above where Christ is and you are in him seated at the right hand of God set your mind because you are a new man on the things above not on the things of the earth which, are, which is not your reality because you are in Jesus you are in God you are in the Father for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God this is, this is something that God helped me understand and so I basically expanded this, this portion of scripture so that I could actually understand who I am and this is what he revealed to me when I read Colossians chapter 2 we are not subject to this world we are not subject to the God of this world because everything that this world has see the enemy has been cast down he is now the God of this world and the only thing he has is to blind you from taking your rightful inheritance and manifesting it he, he is blind he basically blinds people from receiving salvation now he is powerless against sons of God he is powerless against those who are living in the full inheritance of who they are if he was powerless against Jesus he is powerless against you he is irrelevant as far as you and I are concerned simply because you and I are hidden with Christ in God I mean think about it it says we are hidden with Christ in God if we are in the father this world cannot even see us it cannot have it has nothing against us it can do nothing to us to get to us it has to get through the father it has to get to Jesus and then it has to uh, touch us I mean it's impossible nothing of this world nothing of the enemy nothing can get into the father let alone Jesus to get to us we are untouchable we are invincible this is our inheritance from this place of being hidden in God we manifest our inheritance and because we are sons of God today we are living inside of the father we sons of sons cannot exist outside the father there is no such thing as an existence outside of the father sons don't know life outside of the father Jesus said I do only what I see my father do that's our life that's the inheritance of sonship that is who we are today 
and I'll, I mean you can take it from here if you are a son of God you know in your heart you, uh, you're a son of God you live out your sonship you live out who you are because you know in, within you the father has already put it in you and you have a revelation of who you are in the father you have a revelation of who you are in Jesus and you know that as he is so are you in this world so you, when, when you're living your life you'll be able to live and manifest knowing that the father is giving you revelation and calling you as you are you do not need to try to become something that you're not no you're you and i are called to live who we are and we are sons live the life of a son that's what i wanted to share with you today sonship our inheritance everything that comes in sonship is our inheritance we are called to live as jesus lived that's the wonderful life that god gave us it's so amazing it's it's something that we were created to be all along let the mind of Christ just blow that box away, that box in our mind that has kept us confined to think that this is this is all life is about. This is not this 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 is not it. Our life is worth so much more. The mind of Christ in us is is the Father telling us, This is who I have made you. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Just hearing that makes us makes just changes our world. It's everything for us. Eternity is the limit. There is no limit to what you are who you are and what you can do. Live your inheritance, live your sonship. If you are blessed by this message, spread the word, spread the love, let people know that they are sons of God, that they that this is their inheritance and there's so much more to this. It's just, This is just to get you started into what you can do as a son of God. This is just to get you started in your eternal reality. And it's, it's, it's up to you. It's between you and the Father. It's not up to some sort of a teaching. This is not a teaching to tell you, okay, fine, this, it's, it's only this much. This is what you can see this is what you are now now live this no i mean as far as god is concerned there are no blinkers there is no closed world it's an it's an eternal reality and you have no confines there are no bounds just 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 run with the father just let him show you all of eternity and who he is if you like this message click the like button click the share button or if you're on uh, YouTube, do like the video and subscribe to my channel and you will get more videos into your box. Also do click on the, the little bell icon so you'll get notified of the next video that comes up. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening and I'll see you guys later.